Praise be to our loving Father that we're able to again gather together to study his words and his commands. Our topic for today is about salvation, which we believe is paramount because we need to make sure, we need to be certain, we need to be confident that when our King Yahushua returns, we're not going to be rejected. Instead, he's going to accept us and bring us into the clouds with him to receive life everlasting. So this is, I believe, the third part of this series, last week we spoke about uh, the relationship between the Good Shepherd and the sheep. And so today we're going to talk about I am the vine, you are the branches, which speaks, which speaks of the relationship between Yahushua the vine and we who are his branches, because we need to make certain we're going to be saved through Yahushua. And in our previous episodes and Bible studies, we know that salvation is not based on church membership. Instead, it's based on a working and active covenant relationship with our King Yahushua, which is what the word pisteo in Greek suggests. It is a commitment to a covenant, meaning we are in an active and vibrant relationship with our King Yahushua. So salvation is not based on church membership, but on a covenant relationship with Yahushua. So the question is, are we nurturing that covenant relationship? Are we committed to that relationship? This is why in this series of Bible studies, we're going to look at how this relationship is portrayed or illustrated in the scriptures. Last week, we talked about the good shepherd-sheep relationship, and we learned that to nurture this good shepherd-sheep relationship, we need to learn the skill and the ability of learning from Yahusha, how to heed his voice, how to hear it and find it and establish a growing relationship with our King Yahusha. So the Good Shepherd Sheep relationship, it teaches us, it admonishes us to learn, to learn from Yahusha, to learn everything about him. So today we're going to look at the Vine Branches relationship and we're going to see how this informs us so that we can improve and better enhance and nurture our relationship with our King Yahushua. So what is the vine branches relationship all about? The book of John 15 and the verses 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. We know this passage very well. Now we need to look at it deeply so that it can inform us concerning how we can enrich our relationship with our King, Yahushua. Take note of this relationship between the vine and the branches. And so Yahushua, after saying, I am the vine, you, his disciples, are the branches. He's telling us we have this responsibility. In fact, we only have one responsibility, being the branches of our King Yahushua. Do you know what that is? What do you think is our one responsibility as branches of our King Yahushua? It is right here, to abide in Yahushua. That is our sole and one responsibility as branches of our King Yahushua. So that's our part. We need to abide in him. And so what is the part of our King Yahushua in this covenant relationship? If we abide in him, what will he do? He says, I in him. And so that's the relationship. 
we abide in Yahusha. Yahusha, in turn, abides in us. It is, isn't that beautiful? It's mutual abiding, mutual fellowship and union. We are with Yahusha. Yahusha is in us. And so the question now is, are we, in fact, abiding in Yahusha? Well, how can we know if we are abiding in Yahusha? There's a way to test that. What is that? Bible tells us those who abide in Yahusha will be bear much fruit. And so when you see and examine the branches, which is connected to the vine, you know which branches are abiding in the vine. Which branches are they? The ones that bear much fruit. And so the test to see whether or not we are abiding in Yahusha is fruit. Because if we are not abiding in Christ Yahusha, Yahusha says we can do nothing. In other words, we cannot bear the fruit that come from Yahusha. This is why when we have this relationship with our King Yahusha, we need to commit to abiding in him because it's the only way to bear fruit. Now, is bearing fruit important to the Father? Is bearing fruit important to work in Yahushua? Let's read John 15, 1 to 2 and 6. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. So Yahushua is the vine, and he tells us Yahuwah God is the vine dresser. Being the vine dresser, what does he do? He examines the vine, and when he examines the vine, of course, he's looking for fruit. This is why he's a vine dresser. He planted the vine for a purpose, for a reason. He wants to have fruit. And so he's going to examine and look for fruit in the branches connected to the vine. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire. And they are burned. And so what does Yahuwah, our father, do if there is a branch that does not bear fruit? Bible says that they are cut off and are removed from the vine. And our King Yahusha says these branches that do not produce fruit, it's because they're not abiding in the vine. So what happens to them? They wither, they are gathered and thrown into the fire and burn. And so what is important from this parable of our King Yahusha that we need to realize is that we have to maintain the work of abiding in Yahusha, because if not, we're going to wither, not bear fruit, and we'll be cast away by the Father. On the other hand, you notice what happens to those who do bear fruit? Bible says, Yahuwah prunes these branches so it can produce more fruit. And so what Yahuwah expects from the branch is not just to produce fruit, but to produce more and more fruit. Why? John 15, 8 and 16, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my Disciples who did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, 
and that your fruit should remain. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. And so what is the reason for the importance of bearing fruit? Bearing fruit gives glory to who? Yahuwah. And when we are able to glorify Yahuwah by bearing much fruit, Yahuwah is so filled with joy. Yahusha says that you can ask whatever you ask from the Father in my name, and he's going to give it to you. And so that assures us of our salvation, right? Because we're in good standing with Yahuwah, good standing with Yahusha. And so we can see the importance of bearing fruit. Those who don't bear fruit, what happens to them? They wither, they're cast away, they're gathered together, thrown, and are burned. Those who bear fruit, they glorify the Father, are pruned so that they can bear more fruit, and they are given life everlasting because they will be given everything that they ask the Father in the name of Yahushua. And so we need to know, well, are we bearing that fruit? Well, if we're going to bear fruit, we need to abide in our King Yahushua. So what do we need to do to make sure to see whether or not we are abiding in Yahushua? This, this is what it's uh, written in 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Yahushua is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. Who are those who truly abide in Yahushua? They are the ones who have Yahushua in them. You see, that's what it means to abide in Yahushua. If we abide in Yahushua, Yahushua is in us. And so every day we need to test ourselves, is Yahushua in me? Because that's what will produce fruit. When Yahushua is in us, we bear fruit. Without him, we can do nothing. You see, the proof that Yahushua is in us is fruit. Are we producing the fruit? which proves that Yahushua is in us, which proves that we are abiding in our King, Yahushua. Well, what fruit are we going to look for? Because nowadays there is this thing called the prosperity gospel. And for them, the fruit is something external, something you can see, something material. Prosperity meaning uh, material wealth and success and membership plus this and plus that but what is the fruit that our king yahushua is actually looking for which is the sign of salvation ephesians 1 and you also were included in christ when you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation having believed you were marked in him with a seal the promise holy spirit who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. So what is the fruit that Yahuwah Abba wants each and every one of us to produce? Something that we cannot produce on our own. Something that we can only do if Yahushua is in us. It is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Not the fruit of our own doing. Because if it's our own doing, then it's not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is the result 
of our union with Yahushua. We in him and him in us. And so the proof that Yahushua is in us is not just any fruit, but the fruit of the Spirit. Question, do you know what the fruit of the Spirit is? Because this is what we need to test for. We need to ask ourselves, am I exhibiting this fruit in my life? Because if not, it perhaps means we're not abiding in Christ, Yahushua. And so in Galatians 5.22, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. What are they? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. And so what is the fruit that should be exhibited in our life? Apostle Paul mentions them. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. What do you notice about these things? They're not material. They're not external. They're what? Internal. You see, those who abide in Yahusha and Yahusha in them produces an internal change in our life. There's some transformation from within. That is what true change is all about. True change is not about behavior modification. True change happens within. And it's only the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And so we need to ask ourselves, is there a change happening in our life? Is there a change in our love, in our joy, in our peace, in our patience, in our kindness, in our goodness? Now, one might say, well, ordinary people can experience love. I mean, even if they don't believe in Yahusha, right? They, they have love, they have joy, they have peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Even if they don't believe in our King Yahushua. Well, that's true. So what makes the experience of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness different from the experience of people who do not have the spirit? How can we know if it is spirit produced? Well, Yahushua says the fruit that we produce, which is from him abiding in us, the work of the spirit, is fruit that remains. In other words, it is fruit that endures. Because when you speak of love and joy and peace and patience, yes, many people do experience these things, right? For example, you're watching a game on TV and your team is winning and the event will win, you feel joy. Is that the fruit of the Spirit? No. What is what is it about love, love and joy and peace and patience and kindness that is indicative of the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Well, it is love that endures even when hated. It is joy that endures even in the deepest of sorrows. It is peace that endures even in life-threatening situations. It is kindness that endures even in extreme need. It is goodness that endures even when persecuted. It is faithfulness that endures even when everything is falling apart. Gentleness that endures even when provoked to anger. Self-control endures even in the midst of overwhelming temptation. You see how the spirit-produced fruit is different from 
that that which is manufactured only by the person because if it's from the holy spirit it endures it remains it is robust it's not easily changed that's the fruit of the holy spirit now here's the question are we experiencing this you might say i have love yeah but how about when people begin to hate you do you still love them oh boy that's a tough question to ask God. You might say, I have joy. Well, how about if you're experiencing sorrow? Can you also experience joy in the midst of sorrow? Can you also have the peace that surpasses all understanding, even if you're in the middle of a war zone? So that's the internal transformation that is indicative that Yahushua is in us and that we are abiding in him. And so ask ourselves, is Yahushua in us? Because unless he is in us, we can do nothing. And so for us uh, to, uh, to belong to Yahushua, to produce fruit, we need to make sure we abide in him. But what do we need to know about abiding in Yahushua? What does it mean, right? What does it mean to actually abide in Yahushua? We must learn how to abide in him. And so when we look at the Greek word for abiding, it is the word meno, Greek word 3306. And when we look at the scope of the definitions and the meaning of the word, it's not simply obeying. It's not simply abide. Um, what does it mean to abide? Is it simply just abiding the, the, in, the sen in the sense of our English word? This is what it says. It means to remain, to dwell, to continue, to tarry, to endure. So all of those different aspects are included in the word abide. And so when we think of the word abide, coupled with the illustration of our King Yahushua, the branches and the vine, because that's the centerpiece of this relationship. That's the centerpiece of the understanding of what abiding means, right? The relationship between the branches and the vine. And so when you look at the relationship between the vine and the branches, and when you consider the word abiding, we can see that abiding in Yahushua as the branches of the vine, it's actually a beautiful picture of what is called absolute surrender. What is absolute surrender all about because that's what it means to abide in Yahushua and unless we show that we absolutely surrender ourselves our will to Yahushua we cannot say that we are abiding in him and so what is absolute surrender all about what is at the heart of absolute surrender Let's read the book of Romans 6, 3 to 5. Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Yahushua in baptism, we were joined, we joined him in his death. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives since we have been united with him in his death. We also, we will also be raised to life as he was. 
what is at the root. I mean, the very genesis of absolute surrender. What is its essence? It's about dying to self so that we can have a new creation. You notice there's a pattern in scripture that before a new creation can commence, there has to be a death. Before a resurrection to a new life, there has to be what? A death. If we want to have this life of Yahusha abiding in us, there has to be a death. What is that death about? The death of self. So that we can put on a new self, which is identified with the vine, who is Yahusha. So absolute surrender begins with dying. This is why when we're baptized, we're immersed in water. Why? Is it simply because we need to get wet? No. There's a deep spiritual meaning behind it all. We are buried in baptism to symbolize that we have agreed to absolutely surrender ourselves. This is why in Galatians 2.20, Apostle Paul says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live because we put to death the old self. It's no longer I who live, who lives in us, but Christ lives in me. That's absolute surrender. When we surrender not parts of who we are, when we surrender all of who we are, so that Christ can be all he can be in us. That's what absolute surrender is all about. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's a principle that we need to understand and practice. Death to self leads to a new and glorious life in Yahushua. But the problem is people are unwilling to put their old self to death. They cling to their dreams. They cling to their hopes, their earthly hopes and dreams. They're not willing to give that up. Just like the rich man. Remember the rich young man who wanted to receive everlasting life? And so he had everything, but he wants everlasting life. Yahushua says, you have to sell all your stuff and give it to the poor. What did he say? No way. He was not willing to put to death that dream, right? He was not willing to put to death the, the desire for riches and material things. And so if we truly want a life with our King Yahushua, we need to be willing to put to death self, including some of our dreams, including some of our plans. As human beings, we all have plans, we all have admissions, we all have dreams. But sometimes Yahushua says, before you can follow me, you have to get rid of some of your dreams. This is what he says in John 12. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who, who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me because my servants must be where I am and the Father will honor anyone who serves me. And so, beloved brethren, um, there is something that we need to unpack here that's so important. This is a principle of life Yahushua wants to teach us about. This is why he says, I tell you the truth. When he says, I tell you the truth, he's telling us what he's going to say is very important. And the reason why this is important is because it's very difficult for people to do. What is that? 
we have to learn to understand the principle of dying first before we can have a new kind of life. So if we want like a revival in our life, in our homes, we need to practice dying to self, which may include to put to death some of our dreams, some of our plans here on earth. That's why Yahushua says, care nothing for their, those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity because they're willing to sacrifice everything. Everything. They're willing to put to death everything for the sake of following, okay? Yahushua. When there's death, there is new life. And so the death of self is the beginning, the essence of absolute surrender to Yahushua. And so we need to learn to practice absolute surrender. So what are the different aspects of absolute surrender illustrated by this relationship between the vine and the branches? In John 15, in the verses 6, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. What is an aspect of absolute surrender? It's about living dependently upon who? Yahuwah and Yahusha. You notice what happens to a branch when you cut it off from the vine? What happens to a branch when you cut it off from the vine? It withers. It doesn't become more alive. It withers. And so if there's a branch that says, I want to live my own life. If there's a branch that says, I don't want to be dependent on you anymore. I'm going to cut myself off. What's going to happen to that branch? Is it going to prosper? No, it's going to wither. And it's going to die. And that is the life of many people today. Because many people today allow their human nature to kick in. You know what the human, what the nature of human beings are? Human beings, they're driven. They're driven uh, to be independent from their parents. This is how we're built, to be independent from our parents. This is why when they become teenagers, you notice, young kids, they no longer want to spend time with you. <laughs> they have their own thing that they're going to do. And so eventually they move out of the house. I want to live uh, on my own, mom. I want to do things on my own, dad. They want to separate from you, which is a good thing so that they can learn independence, right? I mean, learning independence is a good thing. But <laughs> when it comes to the practice and the desire for independence, that does not include being independent from who? Yahuwah and Yahushua. We can be independent from our parents, but we cannot be independent from Yahuwah and Yahushua. Human beings seek independence from Yahuwah and Yahushua. They want to cut themselves off from Yahushua. And once that happens, they wither. They wither. And they begin to die. And that's unfortunate. Many people do not understand the branch cannot produce its own life, brethren. We cannot produce our own life. It must draw that life from the vine. And the vine is our King Yahushua. We need to understand we must be completely and totally and absolutely dependent upon our King Yahushua. He's the source of our life. Sever ourselves from Him. We have nothing. We're going to wither away. 
And so that's one aspect of abiding in Yahusha, dependence upon Yahusha. What else? In the book of John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. There's an interesting promise from Martin Yahusha because he says, everything you ask, right? You will ask what you desire and it shall, and it shall be done for you. Do you believe this promise of Martin Yahusha? What's interesting is, you will ask what you desire, right? And everything shall be done for you. And so what if your desire, for example, is to bring harm to the person that you don't like? I don't like this neighbor of mine. It's too noisy. I pray that something bad happens to this person. That's my desire. Do you think that prayer is going to be answered? No. You see, when we truly abide in Yahushua, the Bible says, my words abide in you. What does that mean? It means the words, the teachings of our King Yahushua influences our desires. Do you get it? You see, when a person truly abides in Yahushua, the teachings of Yahushua shapes not only our mind, but also our heart. So absolute surrender, then it affects the prayers that we offer the Father. It affects our desire so that when we pray, we ask according to his will. And so one of the aspects of absolute surrender is the teachings of Yahushua affects our thinking and our feeling and our desires. What else? is an aspect of absolute surrender of 15, 9 to 10. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. What is an important aspect of abiding in Yahushua? we get to learn how to obey the commands of God properly. What is the proper way of obeying the commands of God? We obey the commands of God the same way that Yahushua kept his commands. You see, there are people who obey the commands of God, but it's not according to the way Yahushua obeyed them. What does that mean? You see, absolute surrender helps us to learn how to truly obey the commandments of God. Because there's a right way and a wrong way to obey the commands of God. It's not simply obeying it. There's also something deeper. And we need to learn that. And the way to learn that begins with absolute surrender. Do you know why absolute surrender is key when it comes to learning um, obedience of the commands of God the same way Yahushua obeyed the commands of God? Let's read the book of Hebrews 5, 7 to 8. While Yahushua was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death. And God heard his prayers because of his deep reverence for God. Even though Yahushua was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. That's a very, very interesting statement from the whole Bible. I mean, here's God's son. 
God's son. And something we need to understand about God's son. He offered prayers and pleadings with loud cries and tears because he was experiencing a lot of distress. And so we should not think because we are God's children, we're going to be spared of suffering. Yahushua, the Son of God, was not spared of suffering. We too will not be spared of suffering. You know why? Because there's something that we can learn only through suffering. What can we learn that we can only learn through suffering? How to truly obey the command of God. You see, there's a right way and a wrong way to obey the commands of God, right? And so the only way for us to truly learn obedience, and the Son of God himself learned obedience through the things he suffered. Why is that? I mean, what did our King Yahushua suffer? And what can we learn? I mean, what did Yahushua realize about his obedience when he suffered. Let's read Philippians 2, 5 to 8. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Yahushua, who being the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Beloved brethren, when it comes to obeying the command of God, when you think about it, anyone can obey. I mean, there are people who obey the commands of God, but not everyone can obey to the point of death. Right? There are people who obey to the point of convenience. If it's inconvenient and you have to sacrifice greatly to obey, you kind of lose interest. There are those who obey when things are good. When things become difficult, they stop obeying. What do you think about their motivation for obeying? Not good. That's not the way Yahushua obeyed. How did Yahushua obey? It's at the bottom part of the passage. How did he obey? He obeyed to the point of what kind of death? Death on the cross. Beloved brethren, the ordeal of our King Yahushua when he died on the cross did not begin on the cross. It began prior to the cross. When he knew what he was going to go through, when sin was to be imputed upon him, and he would be separated from the Father. Beloved brethren, Yahushua learned to be this through his suffering because we learned, and he learned, the reason why he obeys the Father is not because he wants to be promoted. It's not because he wants to be better than everyone else. There's only one reason why Yahushua obeyed. But he learned through suffering. What is that? Let's read Matthew 26. Then Yahushua came with them to a place called Gethsemane. And said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. And he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. This is the ordeal of our King Yahushua, even before the actual cross. Before he went to the cross, he was tormented 
with great sorrow and distress because of what he was anticipating, sin. He was going to be made sin for us. And so the horrors of sin would be in him and he would be separated spiritually from the Father. It was too much for him to bear. And so because of this, he had a preference. A preference. He wanted something for himself, right? He wanted something for himself. What is that? What did Yahushua want for himself? Let's read Matthew. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. The sorrow, the anguish, the distress was so much. Our King Yahushua, he prayed, let this cup pass from me. That's where we learn obedience. When we have something we desire so much, but we can say no to that because we want Yahuwah's will. Beloved brethren, when we are in the midst of suffering, the one thing we really, really want in our life, Father, remove this suffering, right? But are we able to say, Father, this is what I want. Nevertheless, your will is what I really want. That's when we learn obedience. When we are in the midst of so much suffering, when we want something so much, yet we're willing to say, I'm going to obey you anyways, not my will. That's the essence of absolute surrender. That's what it means to learn obedience through suffering. To choose the will of Yahuwah, even if it meant great suffering on our part. And so having the attitude of not my will, but thy will be done. is the essence of absolute surrender. That's what it means to abide in Yahushua. But there's something else about the word abide. If you remember the Greek word, not only must we abide, not only must we surrender, but we have to continue, even if it means enduring. We have to last. So abiding in Yahusha through absolute surrender is all about continuous obedience, requiring sacrifice and endurance. This is why Yahusha says we need to deny self and take up our cross. How often? Daily. You notice Yahusha, when he was speaking to his disciples, even before he died, he spoke about the cross. You know what the cross was a symbol of? It was a symbol of sacrifice and death, right? I mean, it was a, it was a tool, an instrument for the most cruel way to die. Invented, uh, uh, perfected by the Romans, invented by the Phoenicians, perfected by the Romans. And so death, uh, the cross represented death. What Yahushua is telling us is this. When it comes to absolute surrender, we have to die to self daily. That's what the cross is all about. The cross is all about saying to ourselves, not my will, but thy will be done. Because Yahushua faced the cross, and that's what he said. Not my will, thy will be done. Not only must we say that, we have to say that daily. That must be our heart and attitude daily. Dying to self so that Yahushua can be in us. Yahushua says, whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. But true life begins with death. 
death to self. We must be willing to put our, our self, our self to death daily. And this is some this is important to remember because in life, brothers and sisters, we're going to face tribulation. Right? We're going to face trials. And it's unfortunate there are some who, because of tribulation, because of the problems of life, instead of obeying, they give up their faith, right? There are many people who lose their faith because they were tested. And when they tested, they complained and they became bitter. And it's unfortunate the kind of life that often happens when a person experiences so much pain, they give up on faith. And we don't want that to happen to us. And so we need to understand when we go through difficult times like that, we need to pick up our cross daily. We need to say to ourselves daily, not my will, but thy will be done. And when we say that, when we say not my will and thy will be done every day in our life, especially in times of sorrows, what do we do? Let's read Colossians 2, 6 to 7. Since you have accepted Christ Yahushua as Lord, live in union with him. Keep your roots deep in him. Build your lives on him and become stronger in your faith as you were taught and be filled with thanksgiving. There's a way for us to grow stronger in our faith. There's a way for us to build our faith. And that is by keeping our roots deep in Yahushua. You know, there's a phenomena in nature when you know trees who are subject to great winds, what happens to the roots? It goes deeper, they become stronger. There's an article here that appeared in CBS News Bay Area. And the question they wanted to answer was, uh, do, do trees grow stronger in windy areas? And according to the article, it seems to happen every time there's a massive storm, trees are knocked down. Uh, Rob Ironson from Greenbrae asked uh, this good question. Do trees grow stronger in windy areas? Trees can actually grow a somewhat stronger root system and more protective top growth if they are subject to frequent wind and bad weather. You know, storms and bad weather. What is that a symbol of? Troubles in life. You know, I mean, every day we go through some problems, troubles at work, maybe at school, maybe at home. We go through maybe a health care problem, finances. There are many problems. They're like winds that blow against us. But, you know, if we know how to properly deal with these winds, these problems in our life, instead of weakening our faith, it becomes, it makes our faith what? Stronger, it makes our lives, we can build our lives stronger because of these trials in our life. But how can our faith be stronger when we go through life's storms and difficulties? When we deepen our root system, right? And so when we go through problems in life, it's actually an opportunity to get deep into our king, Yahushua, to be deeply rooted in him. But how can we be deeply rooted in our king, Yahushua, in times of these problems in our life? In Hebrews 12, this is what it says. Therefore, since we are 
surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses, with the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Yahusha, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. And so when we go through problems and difficulties in life, how can we actually use that to deepen our roots in Yahushua? When we fix and keep our eyes on Yahushua and remember how he endured the cross. Beloved brethren, the next time you go through a difficulty, pray to the Father, pray to Yahushua and say, my Lord, this is what I want, that these problems go away, that these problems are solved. And then say to working Yahushua, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. You say to the Father, this is what I request. This is what I wish. This is what I pray for. But Father, not my will, but your will be done. If for every problem we do that, and we completely surrender our will to the Father and to our King Yahushua. You know what happens? Our faith becomes perfected. It strengthens, it grows, it becomes perfect. Every problem we face in life, it can lead to a stronger faith. If we will say to the Father, thy will be done. And so that is the practice of absolute surrender. And that is the lesson of the vines and the branches. The good shepherd, sheep relationship, we, we, its emphasis is learning, right? Learning as much as we can from the Bible, from Yahushua. Learning and learning and learning, growing in wisdom. And the vine branches relationship, we need to learn how to surrender. Surrender. So learn from Yahushua. Surrender to Yahushua. That's the vine branches relationship. But you know what? That's a relationship. Vine branches. What is our part of the relationship? We abide. Absolute surrender. But in a relationship, it's twofold. Right? We haven't really spoken yet about Yahushua's part. You see, there's a promise of absolute surrender. And what is that? Yahushua says, if you abide in me, I will abide in you. And when Yahushua abides in us, because we chose to surrender ourselves in him, what is the promise of this kind of surrender? It begins with the promise of Yahushua in us. And beloved brethren, if Yahushua is in us, that is the greatest experience in the world. When Yahushua is in us, it doesn't really matter what's happening outside of us. We will have and experience many things. This is why Yahushua said to us, he offered to us um, a covenant when he said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me all of you who are tired and carrying heavy loads and I will give you rest. Take my yoke and put it upon you and learn from me because I am gentle and humble in spirit and you will find rest 
for the yoke I will give you is easy and the load I will put on you is light. You know, this illustration of a yoke is a good illustration of a covenant. He's telling us to connect with him, to be fastened to him by a yoke so we can be always together with our king, Yahushua. And when we surrender to Yahushua by putting on that yoke, the Bible says that we will find rest because our part, our yoke is easy. Yahushua is going to do much of the heavy lifting. And so when we surrender to Yahushua and Yahushua abides in us, we will find rest. And this rest comes in the form of peace. Apostle Paul says God's peace, which is far beyond human understanding, will keep your hearts and minds safe in union with Christ Yahushua. I have the strength to face all conditions for the power that Christ gives me. So if Yahushua is in us, the promise of peace, power, and strength is in us. And this is why those who abide in Yahushua, they can overcome and endure anything and everything, no matter what the devil throws at them. That's one promise. What also is the promise? Yahushua also said, abide in my love. In other words, Yahushua's love will abide in us. And what kind of love is that? Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. My Father will love those who love me. I too will love them and reveal myself to them. Yahushua answered him, whoever loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love him and my Father and I will come to him and live with him. How great is that? For Yahuwah and Yahushua to live in us in fellowship. And so there's the, pro the promise of a loving fellowship with Yahushua and Yahushua. We have power, peace, and strength. We feel the affection and the love of Father, and the love of Yahushua in us. What else? Yahushua says, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is amazing. If Yahushua is in us, we will have his joy. And his joy is unquenchable, cannot be quenched. It will overcome the trials of life. This is not the joy of man. This is not the joy of circumstances. The joy of Yahushua in us, and we will have it in full. And so there's the promise of the fullness of joy. But for us to receive this kind of life in Yahushua, it begins with the death of self, absolute surrender. Death of self in absolute surrender is the prerequisite to a life through Yahushua, the vine and source of the abundant life. So, brethren, we need to practice total surrender, absolute surrender, and dying to self. Now we're almost done. You know who is a good example of one who practiced, who learned to practice surrender of self, absolute surrender, death of self. And because of this, he experienced the presence of Yahushua in him. Who do you think is a good example? Who practiced and may nurture this relationship with Yehucha. Let's read in the last passage of our studies today, 2 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10. Three times I prayed to the Lord about this and asked him to take it away. Who is this? Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul was a great apostle. We know that to be true. But there was something that he wanted more than anything. Remember, 
in times of suffering, we learn obedience. In times of suffering, we have an opportunity to show absolute surrender. Here's an opportunity. Apostle Paul says he prayed three times to take away this thorn in the flesh. It was tormenting him so badly. He prayed passionately. Please remove and take away this thorn in the flesh. Have you ever experienced something like that? When you are in so much pain, so much suffering, the problem is so overwhelming that you're always praying and praying and praying, Father, please remove this. And when we pray, Father, please help me overcome this problem. In many situations, he does. But sometimes, Yahuwah and Yahushua will say, I will not remove the problem. But there's something else I'm going to give you. There's something else I want you to learn, right? Sometimes that's the answers. That's the answer to our prayer. And what is that? What did Apostle Paul eventually learn? Let's keep reading. But his answer was, my grace is all you need. For my power is greatest when you are weak. I am most happy then to be proud of my weaknesses. In order to feel the protection of Christ's power over me, I am content with weaknesses insults, hardships, persecutions, and difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, I am strong. Apostle Paul had this great weakness, this great hardship, this great pain, born in his flesh. Three times he prayed. He prayed with faith. He prayed fervently with his strength. Please remove this. But the answer of Yahushua was, my grace is all you need. For my power is greatest when you are weak. And Apostle Paul learned something that day. What is that? He learned the prayer of Yahusha when he said, May this cup of suffering be taken from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. He learned true obedience. True obedience is if you will obey. If you don't, even if you don't get your way done, that's true obedience. Apostle Paul learned that. And so he is like he accepted what was given to him. He learned to put to death one of his dreams to have the thorn removed. Because he absolutely gave himself to surrender to our king, Yahushua. And Apostle Paul learned something else. He began to realize when he's weak. The more he dies to self, the more room, the power and the strength and the grace of Yahusha is manifested in his life. That's why he said, I'm most happy to be proud of my weaknesses. Before he wanted his weaknesses removed. Now he says, I'm proud of my weaknesses. Because the weaker I am, the more I feel. The protection of Christ's power over me. And so now he's content. Whatever he's facing in life, he's content. Weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, difficulties, so what? He said, when I am weak, then I am strong. Because Yahusha is in me. Brethren, that's the lesson of the vine and the branches. Bind to self. Abide in Yahusha. Yahusha will abide in us. 
and when he is in us. Doesn't matter what's outside. When we are weak, we become strong. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Everlasting Father, most holy and gracious Abba, you are so good to provide for our needs. Sometimes we do not realize what our true needs are. And they are to face suffering because in them we have the opportunity to learn how to truly obey, to learn to be able to say what your beloved son once said to you. May this cup of suffering pass. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Father, we know it requires much faith to put to death some of our dreams, some of our earthly hopes, so that we can follow you, but we are willing to die to self. We surrender to you now. We will follow your desire for our life. Change our minds. Change our hearts. Teach us to be content with our weaknesses so that we can all the more feel the power of your spirit in us. Our King Yahushua, there are many prayers we have offered to you. Some of your servants are sick. Some are weakened by problems. Some go through great difficulties and oppression and persecution in life. You have heard our petitions and our prayers. We are content, whatever your answer may be. Yes, we will present to you what we want, but at the same time, we surrender to you. May your will be done. Those are the words you said long ago for our sake. Now we say them to you. We say them to Abba. Help us that when we are weak, we can be strong, just like you. May you abide in us, dwell in us. May peace and power and strength dwell in us, that we can endure all things because of you living in us and through us. Father, thank you for listening to our prayers. May you bless your people throughout the world and prepare us for our salvation. We ask everything, loving Abba, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen.